Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right, you know the drill. Three questions. If you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, and hit us up on the social meds at Barpath Fitness or email us. If you're cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, question number one. What is the best way to strengthen the forearms? Every time I hold dumbbells or the barbell, I feel like my grip is going to give out. This happens all the time, I feel like, especially when you're just starting out. It's something that you just kind of have to do and just hold dumbbells and barbells for a while and your grip will catch up. But, you know, I feel like we've talked about this before. If you're, you know, most of the time it's like when you're gripping the dumbbells or barbells for deadlifts and your grip feels like it's going to give out before your legs do this is where you can use straps and i have my clients use straps sometimes for this or if they have access to them i should say but specific moves you could do like hanging in general that's a really good one farmers carries or farmers walks whatever you want to call them those are great ways to strengthen your grip you can do some direct work like forearm work like wrist extension, wrist flexion with dumbbells. Yeah, I feel like it's just the basic stuff, but doing it over and over again and just like holding on to dumbbells while you train will strengthen it. I will say training chin-ups has been one of the biggest things for me as far as improving my grip strength. So in weighted chin-ups, like if you ever get to that point. But I think that's just where I'm at with my training and what I'm doing specifically for it. I don't do a lot of like direct grip work anymore, but I feel like that maintains the grip strength now but yeah i don't know it's just there's a couple ways you can think about your training too like if you're trying to load the legs or back this is generally where people's grip gives out then yeah throw on some straps but if you want to build up your grip strength then maybe make it your goal to just do the weight that your grip can handle even if you are doing deadlifts or rows and you know that your back or hamstrings or glutes can do more maybe just do whatever weight that your grip can handle so yeah, and we talk about this extensively in episode eight. Wow, that was a long time ago. Stronger grip, yeah, longer life. Um, and then we also yeah. have a blog, How to Improve Grip Strength, and it has five steps in it to improve your grip strength. So I will link those in the show notes. Do we give all the like exercises to do in that one? I don't even remember. In the blog? The, the blog, yeah. There is a direct training for grip strength list. Um, it doesn't have any videos with it. Oh, and a carries list. Yeah. Oh, and we talk about hangs. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in there. Hangs and there's so many different variations of carries, which is cool. You do like overhead carries, just regular like holding dumbbells or kettlebells at your sides, suitcase, which is just single arm. So yeah. Front yeah, rack carries, stuff. those are good too. Yep. All right. Cool. Question number two. I want to lose weight. I know I need to be in somewhat of a caloric deficit, but I'm wondering about the minimum amount of calories to cut so my body doesn't go into survival mode. Interesting question. I mean, I feel I get what this person is saying. Like when you cut your calories too low, your body survival mode, I feel like is it sounds very extreme because your body is always in survival mode. But I get what this person is saying. What they really mean is when you cut your calories low enough and well, then your body will slow its metabolism down because it doesn't think that there's energy coming in. So your body is actually a really cool adaptation machine and it will slow its metabolism down to accommodate for the low energy coming in so that you can survive off of, off of a super low amount of calories, right? So that is what this person I think is intending 
what you, what you know by survival mode as far as what they mean by it but as far as like how much of a caloric deficit you need to be in at first you kind of the answer is always going to be it depends because you have to see where you're at are you eating 1200 calories that's probably a little bit low to start a deficit in because mm-hmm. what you drop two to 300 calories which is a pretty standard amount i would say to go into a caloric deficit then you're at 900 calories that's not sustainable but if your calories are in a decent place, then I would say maybe try 200 calories, maybe three. I wouldn't push all the way up to 500, especially if you're a female. I feel like that tends to be quite a lot at first because you have a lot of room to cut calories. You don't need to just jump down to like, you're cutting 500 calories, you're cutting a thousand calories out of your diet, but you kind of just have to see where you're maintaining at. If you really, this is your main goal and you want to lose body fat, and you're going in all in on it, then you need to track your food. You need to see what a regular week looks like, see where you're maintaining about, you know, where your weight is, and then you can go from there. So yeah, it's just very nuanced. And yeah, yeah. I feel like people also have that like 1200 calorie number in their mind is like the number of like, you can't go lower than this. Um, yeah. This is this is like starvation mode. And the thing mm-hmm. is that it's kind of an arbitrary number. I actually mm-hmm. don't remember where it came from, but it's pretty damn low too. Like yeah. that is not like, I feel like people see that and they're like, oh, don't go below 1200 calories. I would say like, don't go below 1600 calories. Like, yeah, don't, like, yeah, like that number is such a weird yeah. number. And I'm not sure where it came from. I remember somebody, there was like a rant about it on Instagram a couple months ago and I cannot remember who it was, but they were like, yeah, this number is just like picked out of thin air. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it's 1200 is such a super low amount of calories. And I feel like the, you know, for obese people, I feel like that is the number that doctors give them because, you know, I feel like we've talked about our professionals in the space talk about like, don't just drop super low unless you have a pre-existing condition and I'm pretty sure obesity is classified as one. Correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. I don't know. I would, anyways, it's an extreme condition where like you need to do something about it because it is affecting your health at that point. And I feel like doctors are just saying like, okay, eat 1200 calories, but it is really low. That is pretty much your, most people's RMR, which is your resting metabolic rate, which means that's the amount of calories you do. You would need to maintain your weight. If you're just laying your ass in bed all day and literally not moving. So I think you're right. I think below, I was going to say 1500, which I think is really low. I like the don't go below 1600. I think that's even better. Yeah. And I would say, unless you're in a, unless you're, and I'm probably talking to mostly females here, but unless you're eating over 2000 calories, I think you need to build your calories up. I think you need to build muscle and build your metabolism before you even think about trying to lose body fat because you're just going to be miserable and it's not going to be sustainable. But yeah, but I found start- Go ahead. Go ahead. I just, I found this little calculator online because I was curious about this. You know, there's all these calculators about how you like with different ways to calculate your BMR or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um. So, and then they have AMR. What is that? Is that like activity? I've never heard of AMR. I know. That's what I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's probably active metabolic rate. Active metabolic rate. I know. I haven't heard of this either. Um, Mm -hmm. So this was interesting. I found a little calculator, which honestly, based on my metrics, is better than other ones I've found Mm -hmm. because I like this AMR, the activity part. 
Um, it's basically taking your BMR times a certain number. Um, but uh, I mean, it tells me that I have to eat like 1900 calories at minimum a day, which I like because oh. I'm I'm a small chick. So, I mean, that yeah, that's a good number for me because a- I usually probably eat like 2200 and I'm like, you know, I'm lifting and trying to gain muscle right now. So, yeah, that's a good number. Yeah, actually, that is a pretty decent number. Yeah, usually so, I feel like they're just so low. And they I'm like, usually no. spit out like fourteen hundred calories or some shit like that. Yeah, this was this was a better one. I put myself as moderately active. I didn't even put very active. Yeah. So yeah, good. I mean, I would just caution to be, or just be cautious, I should say, in general of the calculators online. Yeah. Because you could do one calculator, you get one number. You do another one, it's completely off from the first number then a third one it's completely off from both of those numbers so it's like which one do you follow yeah none of them are going to be accurate they're all just estimates they're all using guesses the best thing you do is to hire someone who can actually help you go through you know what is maintenance what does a deficit look like what's healthy that's your best bet and just tying it back into the question like your body like i said is always in survival mode so whether or not you're in a caloric surplus whether or not you're in a deficit your body's always trying to survive literally. So that's not necessarily a thing. I just feel like you need to realize that dropping to a a super low amount of calories is not sustainable. And what is the point if your fitness regimen, whether it be workouts or diet, what is the point of doing it if it's not sustainable? I mean, that seems pretty harsh, but you need to find a number that, well, sorry, a number as far as your deficit in calories goes, that's, you know, sustainable for you you can be a little bit uncomfortable i'm not saying that any part in the process that you don't have to be uncomfortable because it's all uncomfortable but it when it's when you're constantly thinking about food when you get to such a low amount of number you know you're constantly thinking about food you're like this fucking sucks then you should probably slowly add in calories and try to really build your metabolism with metabolism which means build muscle because you're it's there's you know there's no point you're stressed you're miserable like just stop and then reverse we talk about it. We have what reverse dieting guy or episode, probably countless other episodes where we talk about this and how to find your maintenance calories. And we have a um, uh, put in your email and you get it. What is it? Oh, the, the email, the, the sequence, or whatever, the PDF. Yeah, literally teaching you how to find your maintenance Just calories. Call the guide. Can, yeah, the guide. There you go. Thank you for that word. <laughs> the, the guide to show you how you actually do it. So, yeah, cool. Anyways, it's kind of All a right. rant, but. Hopefully we got good rant. Good rant. Yeah. All right. Question three. I have put on a good amount of weight in three months time. I am struggling with a starting point. Can you suggest where to start? I am overwhelmed. I kind of love this question because I feel like a lot of people are in this boat. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like the people that, you know, at least who I talk to as far as like the, you know, fitness, like they're already they're consistent like they've got a good routine so this isn't necessarily a problem so i feel like maybe we overlook this a lot because a lot of people especially this time of year are very confused like i put on some weight i'm stressed i don't know what to do they go on instagram they go on facebook they go they google and they get 20 million different articles that say different things so it's very overwhelming but i would say like just start you can literally just start by walking like start by trying to walk I don't know where you're at in your fitness journey, this person who asked the question, but maybe you just walk around the block a few times a day, or maybe you try to walk two miles a day, then you try to walk three miles a day. That is a great starting point. And then kind of build off of that. Like, you know, this is the whole point of our, our, the challenge that we do in November. It's to build habits and to make those so 
doable, that they're just a part of your routine. So maybe you start with walking and maybe that's just like what you do now. Okay, great. Now we can maybe think about strength training one time per week, do a full body session. Maybe you need to hire a trainer for that. That's fine. But maybe you can use those first couple months of you starting to save up money for that if you really need to. And then as far as the nutrition part, maybe you're just trying one meal where you're eating 30 to 40 grams of protein. That's a great start. You know, I always said like, don't make perfect the enemy of good. Like you can make small changes and see great progress because you just build upon that momentum. Because if you try to change too many things at once, well, like I was just talking about in the first question or second question, whatever that was, it's going to be unsustainable. So you're going to quit and you're going to say, fuck this, this is too hard when you could have just slowly built the habits over time and boom, now it's an easy, almost maybe somewhat enjoyable part of your day because this is just your, you created that discipline and this is just your routine now and this is what you do. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like, I guess like, do you have any, like besides the walking, is there anything that you would suggest like routine wise, like fitness routine wise? Just strength because, training. I mean, yeah, like one time a week. Yeah. That's really I mean, it. I think it's hard because I think the hardest part about when someone, uh, based on how this question is asked, they're talking about how they've gained weight. And mm -hmm. I'm assuming they want a starting point to get rid of that weight. And so yeah. it's hard because the answer is always going to be build muscle. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, obviously, we, you know, there are ways to lose weight, deficit, nutrition, all that jazz. But like building muscle is going to be so important for your weight loss process because mm -hmm. it's going to increase your metabolism. So like, I can't state that one enough, even if it's once a week, like just do it. Yeah. I guess I'll that's a great that point step. because most people are like, well, I need to lose weight. Right. But they'll be really, like, I need to lose weight first and then I'll quote unquote tone up. And it's like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Or they just want to lose weight in general. And that's their only goal. But really your where to start is to focus on building the muscle. So focus on eating enough protein. And generally your calories will fall into place. If you're if you don't want to track like that's way too overwhelming for someone who's just starting. But if you're focusing on eating protein in every meal, you're going to be really satiated. You're not going to overeat. You're going to be a good in a good spot with your calories. And then if you do just walk around the block a few times a day and then slowly increase that maybe. And then you strength train one time per week. That seems really, really doable and pretty sustainable. Mm -hmm. And like I said, hire someone out if you don't really know where to go for strength training because that part can be overwhelming. So maybe they're, I don't know if they're asking about the strength tra training portion because, you know, we've talked about this before. People go into the gym and they have no plan. They have no idea what they're doing and they just do movements and then it usually ends up looking like they do some lateral raises and some dumbbell curls for like 30 reps each for a few sets and then they're done. And then they like go do cardio when there's obviously a lot more to it than that. And if you're overwhelmed and that's just your default, well, you're going to you're gonna need to hire someone to teach you. There's really no way around it unless you like really study this and you make it, you know, almost a part time job. Like, how do I do a squat? How do I do a hinge? How do I lunge? How do I press overhead? How do I row? How do I create a program? It will take a lot of work to figure out how to create your own program. So it's easier just to hire it out. Seriously. Yes. You can't do it on your own, but you that can part do I know it on your own. Overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And if you do want to do it on your own, we do have a lot of resources for you to try. Yeah. If you'd like, like how to start strength training, listen to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Read that blog, eight foundational movement patterns, 
those are the movements you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's that simple, but it's also like to actually do the work and to yeah. do it well with a full range of motion, good form, not hurt yourself, you know, all that jazz. Like, yeah, that's where a, a coach comes in handy. But obviously you can do it on your own. You can get started on your own. And those are your, the how to start strength training and eight foundational movements. Those are your starting points. Yeah, I feel like we should link those. Yes, well, I feel like we sure. should link how to start strength training eight foundational movement patterns and then progressive overload episode and literally mm, there you yes. go yeah that's a good place to start if you don't want to hire it out but totally and then easier to do it you know what if you're worried about form join our facebook group if post you're not videos. in there post videos ask for feedback i mean you've got yeah. not just us in there we've got our assistant coaches in there yeah. i know there's we we actually train other trainers so there's like probably at least 10 other trainers in there like there's tons of people yeah. that can give you valuable feedback on your form yeah group. we've got i feel like there's a lot of people in there that go out of their way to if there's like a video which not a ton of people post it but there's a video people are critiquing in a good yeah. way not in a mean way yeah and if would, people ask any shit. sort of questions it seems like there's at least five to ten answers on each one so yeah very yeah, helpful so. group yeah yeah cool dope all right all right well if you like this podcast <laughs> please give us a five-star review actually just give us whatever review is honest but we know it's five, five stars, stars. <laughs> uh it does help if you just at least go and click something for reviewing and if you can leave a review like i know in some podcast apps you can't but if you if you can that's super helpful we also have google reviews so if you google bar path fitness you can leave a google review that's extra helpful we would love that extra help why does Spotify not have like the written reviews? I don't know. I heard something about episodes, single episodes, maybe implementing it soon. I don't know if that's true. Oh, okay. Weird, but okay, cool. All right. Peace out. <laughs>